welcome to automotive absolute this is priyesh veswani your host and today we are going to discuss on infotainment of future our today's guest is mr shantanand daure he heads the center of excellence for in vehicle infotainment uh unit in a global organization he has close to two decades of experience in the same domain so welcome shantanand Hello, hi Priyesh. Uh, I hope I'm audible and clear. Uh, yes, Chantri, you are audible. Thank you, thank you. It's a privilege to uh, talk to an HMI expert, HMI specialist like Priyesh. I have had been uh, working with Priyesh in certain HMI projects together, and uh, believe me, there's a lot to learn from you. Thank you. Let's start, Priyesh. Uh, so. For our audience, let's start with uh, a brief introduction of what is an infotainment system, mm-hmm. and what are the main features of today's infotainment system. Right. Okay. So, Priyesh, I think uh, rather than a mere infotainment system as a topic, let us understand this from an entire automotive cockpit system perspective. And uh, I suggest we look at it from three angles. Angles. One is the features. second uh, the components and third is the architectures so an automotive cockpit at the least comprises of an infotainment that is the central display and uh, or as well an instrument cluster premium cars additionally have a co-driver or a passenger display often rear seat entertainment displays and uh, trending uh, e-mirrors heads up display and so on and usually you also have a smartphone companion app which uh, augments the infotainment component through connected features so the infotainment central display here it has a variety of features like media wind tuner phone climate control navigation and so on talking about the instrument cluster it has driving and vehicle specific features which is speed and rpm fuel level coolant level the telltales and as well some information which flows in from the infotainment to the cluster so this is infotainment and cluster integration where you may want to see media metadata album name and track name uh, album art the phone call details even the navigation turn by turn details and as well at times the map views are seen on the instrument cluster the premium car segments they care more and offer a co-driver display or a passenger display with passenger specific features it could be what the passenger may want to do while the journey is on it could be e-commerce or even entertainment it could be a passenger specific views for navigation as an example presenting let's say the details of the destination that is being headed towards talking about rare seat displays um in Short they bring all the TV type features inside the car, the theater features, Disney, Netflix, Amazon Prime, then the gaming features. Along with that, they also provide certain controls for climate control or seat and volume control and so on. Then the e mirrors, they replace the glass mirrors, and uh, all this is with the cameras feeding live streams, which augment the reality with useful information. for example you may have the distance of the object or the warning signs and so on and uh, talking about the smartphone app i mentioned the companion app one could use the smartphone for projection 
or uh, using any other uh, car specific apps or for phone bluetooth connectivity and so on so given the advent of android automotive and we'll talk about this slightly later the infotainment as well gives you a provision to download certain automotive app from the app store to the car just like you would download the apps on the phone you can download these apps to the car the car infotainment and that way the cockpit is quite huge in its features code and that keeps on expanding continuously so you may have more features coming in including 3d uh, gamification iot framework where the car connects with the smart home appliances you can have a variety of in cabin sensing and uh, an increasing number of uh, modalities multiple modalities you already had the hard keys then touch modality flowed in steering controls were there uh, now conversational voice ai is coming in it's it's quite enhanced than mere voice commands mere uh, discrete voice commands you can just converse naturally with the car then the hand gestures are flowing in and all this uh, is supplemented with the typical peripherals that are required you certainly are the speakers the tweeters for uh, entertainment you have the microphone and now for potentially the um in cabin sensing you will have an in cabin camera and for your co driver rear seat mirrors multiple display units so um all this is about the first angle priyash that's the features now and i also likewise covered the components while we were talking about the features the component specific features rather now talking about the third angle that is architectures so traditionally all these systems used to be separate boxes meaning separate hardware separate software separate os even the development entities companies uh, departments within the car makers they were all separate even today they are separate technically we can term them as bare metal systems by bare metal i mean the uh, software sits directly on the metal and it's on the silicon soc and it's all discrete separate for each component but as the technology and hence the architectures i'm i'm very carefully saying this the technology evolved and hence the architectures are evolving we are seeing hardware getting consolidated or unified and in simpler terms the infotainment cluster and other subsystems rather than having individual socs now can run on a common highly computation intensive soc and this is enabled by a hardware virtualization technology very speci- specifically a type 1 hypervisor which sits bare metal on the high performance soc and hosts multiple virtual machines each of which host a guest os or run a guest os and this guest os uh, belongs to that particular subsystem so for example android automotive infotainment would run on a separate virtual machine maybe in cabin monitoring might run on a separate virtual machine hosting linux or a very specific distro of linux uh, a safety compliant real time operating system would run in a separate virtual machine for the cluster and so on maybe for the heads up display passenger display rear seat entertainment displays likewise and while these guest os most of the times they understand that they are running on a virtual machine rather than an actual one uh, the performance is still almost equal to that of the bare metal counterparts and why are we doing all these advantages 
lesser components meaning lesser cabling meaning lesser weight lesser cost lesser weight in turn means a higher fuel efficiency and in turn you have more features in fact you can keep adding features for the entire lifetime of the car yes priyash um, yes thanks ashantu for summarizing this so we have seen uh, the advent of technology in smartphones and with this we can see uh, the uh, infotainment is parallelly working on the same features are increasing uh, the OEMs are working uh, to provide a similar experience they want their users that they do not uh, get disconnected uh, while sitting in the car to the internet or the social world so they are keep on providing features and the features are not just accessible to the passenger or the uh, front front seat co-passenger uh, they are providing this rear seat uh, displays also uh, so that uh, the rear seat passengers can also uh, take the equal benefits yes since, yes. Uh, yes so since uh, this number of uh, components or displays they are also exponentially increasing the cost is also increasing so the requirement of such cockpit architecture was uh, need of the time i could say yes you you put it right okay, okay. so uh, go ahead mm-hmm. what is android automotive this is the new name of the automotive oss every oem is going towards android yeah and uh what changes can we expect in the next decade in infotainment systems the feature applications or will everything will become downloadable or how will it be okay okay that's a very good question priyesh and uh, you said it right the advent of android automotive that is history it has very rapidly caught up Nine out of ten car makers are already onto Android Automotive. They have released their cars with Android Automotive, or they are near release, or they are already midway in their development. And uh, the way Android changed the conventional phone, the conventional phone, you remember all these very small displays and hard keys, and we could send SMS and very, 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 very minimum features, typical phone kind of features. but android changed that conventional phone not just into a smartphone but into an ecosystem of smartphone and not only that a diverse and deep set of features for the users what can a phone a smartphone do, do, not do today in today's times so something similar is happening with the infotainment subsystem of the car cockpit so android has come inside the car as android automotive and some uh, people may take the statement saying why are you shantanu why are you saying today android has come into the car well it was there maybe you are not aware android auto was there since uh, many, many years so android was already there in the car yes it was but that's where frankly some get confused um that is not uh i i'm not talking about the projection mode android so yeah that was already there but um while the android automation mode was projecting music phone and navigation it was projecting it from the smartphone app to the iwi display 
that's android auto some people who tend to abbreviate um android automotive to android auto actually uh, humbly speaking that is not right there is a difference android automotive and android auto is not the same so um they're two different two different terminologies two different um technologies two different uh, set of features altogether so like i said android auto is smartphone protection let's first clear this uh, confusion uh, so android auto is smartphone projection and android automotive is an oil platform it's an operating system with its automotive specific framework extensions to the phone android os i will repeat android automotive is phone android with automotive specific framework extensions in fact even to the best i know the repositories are also common between common and same between android phone and android automotive just the framework repositories for automotive are uh, you can say distinctly different or separate so um let's go further fundamentally and importantly uh, when you talk about android there are two variations and we will come to your point of downloadable apps uh, let's let's go step by step um so the two different variations are just aaos meaning android auto os and second one is aaos with ca just aaos which is certainly without gas and aaos with gas what is gas gas is google automotive services just like gaps that is google applications and services is for the smartphones gas is for the car ivs for android automotive it's primarily the google assistant voice ai based assistant then the google maps of navigation and the play store services and infrastructure that's for the apps download and update so these three are primary components of gas now just aaos is free it is open source because and it is free anybody can use it gas however is licensed thus the car makers they have two options either they can develop their infotainments by using just aos or they as well can license in gas and then they have these features of google assistant uh, google maps facebook and so on so such an android automotive infotainment it can have a huge array of features uh, categorically if i put them there would be two broad types one is native features and the other one is foreign features very simple terminology here native features what are they you have the legacy features all the media tuner navigation and all the trending features trending features it could be for that matter conversational voice ai uh, or iot framework and so on and all these features are pre built in the aaos of the car in and that is why we call them native they are natively developed for the android automotive platform they stay pre built so when the cars are shipped already these features are there in part of the infotainment so they are native native first category first bucket foreign features of the downloadable features 
So here you may have features uh, for music or navigation, uh, point of interest or even games. I'm, I'm just imagining games, maybe communication apps, uh, potentially the uh, shopping apps, uh, potentially banking apps, potentially educational apps. I'm using the term potentially, potentially because that is part of my imagination. Possibly such apps may be available for download purpose. Today they are there on phones, smartphones, why not in the cars as well. So this foreign or downloadable set is the second bucket, second type. And in either case, native or foreign, the car makers will strive or they strive to make these features look unique. Unique through an OEM specific customization perspective. And uh, the frameworks in Android Automotive, they offer the needful techniques for this. So, um, one could thus certainly download certain features uh, like the music or navigation PUI apps or you may use a host of native ones which are already available in infotainment and yet have the same OEM unique branding. So short answer, you will have a set of native features and you have a host of downloadable options um, yet having the same OEM unique branding and thereby the infotainment will almost resemble a smartphone. Yes, Priyash. Uh, yes, uh, thanks for uh, explaining uh, Android Automotive and differentiating it with Android Auto. Android Auto was always there. Now, the infotainment systems do not need a mobile to operate. Previously, they had a separate operating system. Now, it is uh, democratized by uh, Android. Every OEM will have to use Android and because of their native features, uh, they are anyway saving a lot of uh, budget on developing the native applications. Hmm. They will definitely get uh, the wide report application which Android Automotive OS uh, will provide. Right. So, uh, this benefit they are getting. The second benefit which I can see is uh, the benefit of updating with the technology. Mm-hmm. Android will keep on updating and OEMs do not need to play any part on that. Mm-hmm. And they will get those updates in their cars directly. Right, right. Yeah, if you allow me to put two points here. Uh, I remember in one of our chats, Priyash, uh, sometime you would ask me, why do you need Android Auto and Android Automotive? And that really made me think. And I think you were bang on target absolutely correct when you have google assistant inside the infotainment inside the car the car infotainment now why do you need it from the android auto why android auto so yeah i think this thought needs some deliberation uh, but i tend to agree with you and uh, maybe let's see in future we may not see android auto Let, let's see i don't know so that's quite likely. I guess. So, uh, let's move forward. Sure. Uh, what are the differences with the infotainment system of premium cars will have over others? Because they are not going to use a separate OE, uh, OS uh, for premium cars. They are using the same Android. And since uh, the legacy and maybe they might have some trending features extra. But downloadable and foreign features they still can use. So, 
the application is not going to make the difference application they have plenty of application for you have to yes right so premium cars um they will continue to differentiate uh, that's my opinion in terms of features and uh, therefore the resource power so you may have subscription mechanisms or uh, uh, high quality experiences like the sound bars and uh, certain aspects that differentiation will go around like uh, convenience so take an example of automated payments where you don't have to step out of the car or take the card out your debit credit card out just stop fill the fuel for example or take your uh, uh, whatever retail pickup and go payment will be done by the car automatically or uh, another differentiation could be in the area of comfort for example hd video streaming to the rear seat or to the co driver displays um one more area is safety in terms of uh, features in cabin monitoring or uh, monitoring the driver drowsiness or the uh, unsafe hand uh, pose or the people may tend to take their hand off the steering wheel or unsafe head pose detection or some uh, pet left behind on the rear seat um or any object left behind and so on uh you may also have health and wellness features as a differentiation so uh, will you believe me if i say your car can sense your emotions and intervene to soothe them so i was quite uh, um surprised to see to hear this feature but yeah that's possible the in cabin camera inside uh, could um, sense the driver's emotions and uh, and soothe them by for example intervening by giving some intelligent detours in the navigation take an example 6 kilometers from now there is a huge traffic jam that's going to delay at least for 35 minutes the entire uh, journey and you could take a detour which is 1 kilometer a uh, longer route but without a traffic jam now what is going to give you more peace of mind if the emotions are already indicating loss of peace uh, or no, an upset uh, mood so it's always advisable to detour with the traditional 1 kilometer and save those 35 minutes minus 5 maybe let's say cumulatively you save 30 minutes so this is intelligent navigation where the car is doing it for you because it senses that you aren't in a good mood and not only that it can as well stream in your health parameters and uh, assist with the needful actions so having said all this uh, i mean all the uh, differentiation areas the convenience uh, comfort health and wellness safety um one point i think would be interesting to interesting to see um how these differentiators that the premium cars offer or will continue to offer how can these differentiators make their way even to the mid range car segment that's going to be an interesting point please uh i understand premium cars mid range cars once they have created a set of features they generally uh, tends to come to mid range cars also uh-huh. not every feature will remain as a premium feature for a longer period of time yeah it needs to come down so we can see how it behaves so my next question is what are connected cars what impact will it have on the infotainment system right this is a very fundamental and uh, crucial question which anybody working in any area 
of a connected car it is a very huge ecosystem and uh, one could be working in design development validation let's say on board off board anywhere the entire ecosystem needs to be understood and that's why this question i find very crucial so connected car is a term being used quite generally priyash and uh, in my opinion it would be advisable to see the connectedness in three angles the first angle is inside the car right there is connections or connectedness inside the car the infotainment the cockpit is connected with the consumer devices the phones maybe the smartphones wearables right this is inside the car second angle is connectedness with the cloud or the network edge so this is connected with the cloud infrastructure which is hosting microservices or connections with third party telematic services or any other third party let's say an iot framework and so on this is the second angle and the third angle is connectedness with the environment or the ecosystem in general it could be other cars vehicle to vehicle or vehicle to pedestrians or vehicle to infrastructure like roadside units the traffic light cameras um and such roadside units which could give you let's say warnings about road work and so on so categorically it is v2v v2p v2i and of course with the cloud it is v2n so inside the car with the cloud with the environment whichever be the angle one thing is for sure if the car is connected it opens a wide attack surface and secure security vulnerabilities they these could well be exploited to an extent that the entire car's control could be taken by a remote hacker the remote hacker can drive the car operate the wiper lights headlights anything it's complete control so needless to say all these connection angles they need to be secure and of course uh, reliable especially when they, they deal with safety features like uh, uh, the vehicle to vehicle features forward collision warning for example so there is a vital need for security standardization and uh, government regulated frameworks thereby in, in all this so that that brings us to a new angle of the connected car the security framework angle it, it has to be secure so why why do we need a security framework what if there is no security framework in such a case we will have vehicles with security vulnerabilities running on the roads so what such vehicles they'll be susceptible to cyber attacks without a robust security architecture um if you talk about v2x features uh, they can experience intrusion um you can have false signals coming and they could be causing accidents they could be causing traffic jams or one could be monitoring users movements spreading malware from car to car so imagine what all can happen and while this happens the lower income or the less informed customers they may get affected the most because see they have no framework to rely on so how will they feel safe what will they rely on to feel safe so oems what happens to them on the other hand they will have no standard to ensure their markets so if something goes wrong who takes up the liability so these attacks uh, affected users and oems all in turn will lead to uncertainty in this domain of connected uh, cars if there is no security framework so that's why 
इन्वेस्टमेंट एंड सिक्योर फ्रेमवर्क ऑल रेगुलेटेड बाय द गवर्नमेंट बॉडीज दिस इज क्रशली इनिवेटेबल there is a significantly um crucial role of compliance uh, that the vms uh, need to undergo and that all should be regulated by the gov- the government as i said so that customers can make well informed decisions they know this car is uh, um compliant to certain so security standard and hence i can feel safe it is secure it is safe and i feel as trustworthy as swiping a debit card at any point of sale and i am repeating this point the government bodies they have to play a crucial role here they need to create a security framework and it's very much possible the policy makers they have to build it on top of uh, any existing security framework take an example of the payment current car industry so i think the role of government bodies is equally crucial in this connected cars and likewise uh, if i take a slight diversion i know we are talking about connected cars but likewise for ai um there is a um consistent talk uh, going around ai is ai are going to ai is going to take up jobs and can uh, it's going to eat jobs <laughs> that is the term so i wonder if it is left uncontrolled then um there are two angles ai can affect one is developmental and the other one is detrimental so once again here if the government bodies across the nations across the globe they pitch in and take the right measures such that ai is used responsibly and ethically only for the developmental purpose and the detrimental purpose is kept aside so there are certain companies who want to work organic they respect human labor they want to work organic meaning okay we are not going to bring machines to replace human beings not required that's not the purpose of life so here once again the government bodies have a role in ai to play and likewise back to our connected car certainly in the connected car uh, space as well so while being connected yeah talking about features cockpit will see new features like hd video streaming uh, we spoke about that you may have video conferencing inside the car uh certain off road cars will have features to network around with their experiences and trip data and uh the cv2x or the dsr cv2x uh, v2v v2p v2i will bring in more driving and road and traffic condition awareness through alerts inside the cabin and this information inside the cabin this combined with the in cabin content the drowsiness detected or the distraction found uh, it can create safety alerts in cabin uh, it, it's left to imagining how the uh, outside of the car uh, let's say there's a car coming trying to overtake from the left in the the information outside the car can be integrated with the insight inside the car driver drowsiness detected and how this can result into an alert saying okay wake up there's a car trying to overtake you from the left and you can have numerous purpose driven features here so it's left to the imagination priyash um to get shankar so so i can summarize this like uh, today with connected cars and infotainment the cars they can see they can listen and they can think they can alert us also we are not alert very well right yes yes and at the same time uh, they are able to understand our emotions exactly so the cars are more 
moving towards becoming human so uh, we can soon see a living uh, they will be considered as living organisms not organs it is living te- technology uh, which will take us anywhere and make our transitions or uh, more secure yes so once that i wonder is uh, with the speed these technologies are expanding they are evolving the speed mm. of policy makers is not the same mm exactly so the governments not all the governments but most of the governments should work uh, to create the policies which are required mm at the right time yeah so i don't know whether the policy maker speed is matching or not all i know is or this is my view um there is a lot of uh, mm, imagination that even the policy makers will have to put you, you said the cars can see they can uh, uh, hear they can uh, think uh, until here it is okay uh the purpose can be developmental but the moment if it all the car tends to become a living organism artificially living organism and then you club it with the security threats um it can lead to lot of unwanted unimaginable detrimental disaster destructive purposes and that has to be avoided so that is where one as a policy maker has to think really really um like i say if you um have to avoid something bad then you have to think back you have to think what can go wrong and then you will know okay these are the um, attack surfaces these are the vulnerabilities and uh, these are the likely attacks so these are the these are my prevention mechanisms we cannot be in a denial mode saying ah okay that happens in movies who's going to hire a, car, a hacker car no 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 that denial mode we have to come out of otherwise uh, then uh, i was listening to one video from sandeep maheshwari he said if you don't accept the denial mode then you go into the panic mode oh and that cannot right so better be in the denial mode and you better be aware in the denial mode and control and very uh, importantly for ai as well it has to be controlled for the uh, developmental purposes not the detrimental purposes what is what is anybody going to get by eating jobs eating livelihood only because you can get a nicely edited picture shot in a few seconds uh, by saving lakhs and thousands of rupees and you let's say have a nice graphics design picture done but eventually when you market that if the money isn't rolling around in the ecosystem and you 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 awarded you eight of the jobs of the uh, cameraman and uh, let's say the model who would have shot the uh, photo for you and some photo editor and many many other people spot boys and all those aren't they consumers eventually so if they won't have money they can't buy so if they can't buy what will you sell so we have to be very cautious are we disturbing the equilibrium with ai and what will happen when ai will create ai it's cool it goes very wild in thinking so better control policy makers uh, i think they have this uh, huge huge responsibility today to control ai and also control connected car priyash uh, yes so uh, i agree with you totally uh, let's come back to our infotainment topic sure 
uh, please share your vision for the infotainment system for the next decade what we can see in the next 10 years um yes so i would like this um infotainment or as i said the cockpit to be clean and minimalistic so uh by lean and minimalistic uh, uh i mean um, the smartphones and infotainment systems they have loads of features over 3000 screens and even counting but unlike phones which are always with us more 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 and they're not they're always with us we don't drive throughout the day so i therefore am of a view that the cockpit should have just the needed and the most huge set of features which really bring a difference to the car occupants and i'm by saying that i am not against innovation i am for innovation but in the direction of making difference why being lean so my first vision uh, aspect would be let it be lean and minimalistic um to the best extent next i would prefer no hard type differentiation between premium and other segmented cars at least for the cockpit i do not know for other domains i won't comment um so let the features in the software and even the hardware let it be available as subscriptions so for example imagine cartridge displays with the rc entertainment you are on a long journey and why not you would like to take a subscription of rc entertainment so just go to the nearby dealership and you rent the cartridge disc now this might just be a bigger revenue pool for the car makers reason is the returns they get from their investments into making the premium cars exclusive so when you have this only for the premium cars what is what is the returns you are going to get in the investment of development reason is you compare it with a larger revenue pool here when you make it available to all segment cars as subscriptions the third angle i will um talk about uh, is the consumer because you can't see them inside and they should feel in content with the cockpit well see the features it is increasing uh connectedness is coming camera camera is coming there is already microphone so they shouldn't feel insecure they should feel in control they should know um uh, they should know about and as well be benefited for the data that they generate and share so the source of the data is the concept they should also be incentivized they should feel safe about the cabin monitoring um let's say by totally doing all the processing on board no connectivity or upload of any audio video so make them feel in control make them feel safe that's when they will use these features without any uh, hindrances or without any resistance so it would be amazing if the cockpit uh, additionally would also adapt the user's preferences and uh, personalize for the user further for example you may have uh, context driven settings or uh, feature preferences and so on and well all this happens with a plethora of features flowing into the connected car how about having an intelligent system monitor to observe the inadequacies something is going wrong an application crashed or it didn't respond in time and the user got frustrated observing these inadequacies and automatically reporting them with let's say the screenshot maybe the logs and while the development teams fix it automatically updating the fixes so that the user gets to see oh i encountered this uh, issue a couple of days ago and it is fixed 
the system is lean by itself so certainly i see a place uh, of a intelligence which i see an intelligent system in place in the corporate in my view and uh, finally a corporate that uh, uh, yeah it is technology prone but as well it should let the occupants experience the physical and the natural environment around and uh, not confine them to too many of merely connected uh, digital and artificial experiences the natural beauty being organic is very important that's my uh, possibly debatable and uh, some people may not even agree but that's my vision priyash what the corporate on yes anderson so when i see uh, we are providing everything inside the car sometimes we could you know, drive the car just to You go out of the uh, technological views. Yeah. Uh, everywhere there is technology, there is phone, they want to drive, but there also with technology. Then I think it will create a new segment of vehicles which do not have any of these features. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, you have a very good imagination, Priyash. And uh, yeah, such kind of cars may become premium in that case. People may want to buy cars which are not connected. I don't want. <laughs> Quite likely. Yes, we can see. So, uh, in agriculture, we have seen uh, the crops. They said use these chemicals. The crops will get produce. You will get better quality. Today, uh, they are coming towards organic crops. Absolutely. Vegetables. So it has it has not destroyed the market. Every market segment has been evolved or divided into separate separate segments. Today, organic organic market segment is even bigger than the uh, chemical one. Mm-hmm. Similarly, if talk about the AI, I can say, or it will again create a new segment of uh, the products. Mm-hmm. If we say AI is creating some product. it will create a segment of services the service is provided by ai please mm-hmm. pay the premium so that it can be done by you yeah so i don't see the jobs will be um, reduced or um, but we can see a new segment of jobs done specifically by experts and experts are always humans they done by actual experiences not by some survey data mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, moving ahead, uh, please share your suggestions with young automotive engineers. How should they plan their career considering the technological advancement in this field? Right. I wish uh, somebody had told this to me when I was a young engineer. Uh, though we are all young at heart and we continue to be engineers. My suggestion is very simple. Four T's. T's. So the first T is uh, top view or the big picture. Um, I would insist the engineers, young engineers or even uh, middle level experienced engineers, to understand the big picture of the connected car. You have onboard, uh, you have edge. Inside onboard, you have a huge family of components, and you have the edge infrastructure, offboard. a uh, variety of sub components on board off board then uh, the connectivity we spoke about three angles of connectivity 
वराइटी ऑफ प्रोटोकॉल्स सिक्योरिटी मेकेनिजम्स सिक्योरिटी इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर एंड देन यूज केसेस फ्लोइंग ऑल अक्रॉस दिस एंड थर्ड पार्टी प्लेयर्स ऑल्सो हैविंग दे रोल इन ऑल दिस सो द टॉप व्यू बिग पिक्चर वाइल इट इज नॉट द सेम इन एवरी ओ एम और कार्स कार मेकर्स कॉन्टेक्स्ट एट इज अ जनरल टॉप पिक्चर बिग पिक्चर इज रियली रियली क्रूशल सो दैट इज द फर्स्ट की द टॉप व्यू वी मस्ट नो वॉट इज द टॉप व्यू एंड कीप इवॉल्विंग आवर नॉलेज कॉन्टेक्स्ट ऑफ द टॉप व्यू द सेकेंड टी आई कम टू इज टेक्नोलॉजीज एंड हियर आई वुड सजेस्ट अंडरस्टैंडिंग विच टेक्नोलॉजीज एनेबल दी डिजाइन डेवलपमेंट वैलिडेशन यू कुड हैव मैनुअल वैलिडेशन सेमी ऑटोमेटेड ऑटोमेटेड वॉट आर द कंस्ट्रेंट्स विद ऑटोमेशन वॉट आर द टूल्स इन्वॉल्व इन ऑटोमेशन वॉट आर द टेक्नोलॉजीज इन्वॉल्व इन एच एम आई लेवल डेवलपमेंट एप्लीकेशंस डेवलपमेंट मिडल वेयर डेवलपमेंट वॉट इज सर्विस ओरिएंटेड आर्किटेक्चर हाउ इज इट फ्लोइंग इन टू दी कार हाउ इज इट फ्लोइंग इन टू दी कार डॉट कॉकपेट वॉट आर विद प्रोटोकॉल इम्प्लीमेंटेशंस दी हाइपरवाइजर्स दट आर इन्वॉल्व वॉट आर दी हाइपरवाइजर ऑप्शन दट आर अवेलेबल क्लाउड कंप्यूटिंग प्लेटफॉर्म्स दिन द क्लाउड वेराइटी ऑफ क्लाउड सर्विसेज एंड सो ऑन दर इज अ मोस्ट ऑफ न्यूमरेबल टेक्नोलॉजीज दट आर अवेलेबल हियर ऑन बोर्ड ऑफ बोर्ड एंड even if we aren't working in a particular technology let's say uh, i am not working today in microservices development at my work yep a few years ago there was a small experience with it but then i should have some experience some some exposure if not experience about at least one framework of microservices development let's say the java spring boot framework or uh, the rabbit mq for uh, amqp the gatt messaging so technologies is the second t i will put forward where either you know you have worked in it or you have an exposure and you should have a quick learning curve to learn it the third t is similar to technologies but slightly different that is tools and frameworks so the variety of development tool chains once again if i talk about uh, hmi since we were primarily with that the android application framework or the qt application framework and there are other frameworks let's say kanzi one is one more and then variety of tools for unit testing static code analysis uh, ci ct automation frameworks microservice development frameworks i take to an example of java spring boot well so all the tools that are involved uh, while we may not have worked with each and every tool or framework today but there is no harm in knowing what does that tool provide so that whenever we are in need of such a uh, tool usage at least we know okay i know of such a tool and i can use it here so i tend to do that whenever usually when i conduct interviews and uh, some candidate might uh, say okay i have used a particular tool and it may be a case that i may not have not be aware of that tool so i make it a point to ask the person the, the candidate okay what is this tool what what purpose uh, does it serve and uh, i make it a point to learn so yeah we should be learning tools and frameworks that is the second uh, the third t and uh, the fourth t is uh, something which more often than not uh we tend to miss that is the trends and technology evolution how is the uh technology evolving what is the evolution route it is taking so we must be in touch with where the technology is trending towards which new features will come into the connected car uh what are their onboard and offboard footprints how to realize these features 
which platforms to use to realize and so on so where do we get these trends and technology information uh we could uh, i generally my view is okay uh, listen to tech talks so if your organization is uh, conducting let's say periodic tech talks okay create those 30 minutes uh, listen to the tech talk in all possibility you're going to listen to something new some new technology or uh, create some time to study some at least freely available market research papers or uh, if your organization can facilitate the uh, paid subscriptions of uh, certain features which talk about the trends or even talk about the gartner hype cycle you, you can study from there whichever ways you you talk to your colleagues you talk to your peers you talk to your uh, mentors uh, you talk within your team you talk to your customers whichever forums you get even this forum for that matter the podcast forum yeah whichever forum you get keep your ears open to understand keep your eyes and ears open to understand where is the technology trending so in summary a horizontal exposure with the four t's top view technologies tools and frameworks trends and technology evolution a horizontal exposure into the entire ecosystem with a vertical depth into one key area in it horizontal exposure and vertical depth that's my um, unsolicited message to the engineers including me including me as well chandra so uh thanks for sharing your observations so i agree with you now uh, summarizing all the points we have come to our last uh, the end of the podcast okay today we have discussed uh, the portman systems and how the cockpit previously the cockpit was the cockpit of airplanes now the cars also have a cockpit what cockpit is and what are the features of cockpit infotainment system their components the their architecture and then we came to discussing the google's automotive android os is differentiating it with android auto its features and how oems are adapting towards it and how the premium cars will uh differentiate themselves by having the same oils and the same features and uh how this uh, how the ecosystem of connected cars will impact our infotainment systems and these are the changes which we have discussed today and the future and the vision of uh santo how the infotainment system pick we can see or the features which we can see in the next decade at the same time uh let's see uh how these technologies um any technology what i uh, i wonder any technology which is coming or which is evolving in any area of the any other field they come towards it you say uh, gesture recognition ai it is part of automotive today uh all kind of sensors are there in automotive so we can see the merger of all the technologies in this field so uh, we need to keep our, our eyes and our ears open so uh, it was really a very informative session shantanu thank you very much for uh, joining for sharing your views thank you thank you for your time it was uh, a pleasure chatting with you on a connected car and it is always a pleasure chatting with you at work beyond work so thank you very much priyash
選挙へ。